It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And good morning to you, and welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. That's Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. And in Studio 1A as well. It's the it's the is the previously known backup superstar, Ethan Burdett. Ethan is in uh, getting a refresher course, which tells you something. Hint, hint. He's gonna be filling in sometime soon. Who knows how that will all unfold, but we'll find out together. Anyway, good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. It is June 8th, show 4485, and day 140 of America held hostage. We will begin as we always do with a verse of scripture. It is Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, verses like that present a challenge to me. And they present a challenge to me because of what I do for a living. And what you're investing your time in. You are investing your time hanging out with someone like me and Grant and Ethan. And we're just dispensing information. And for example, today, as I look at the rundown, as I think about the stories, this is some really deep, crap we're going to get into today i mean we are going to push push you a little bit we're going to nudge we're going to probe and cause you to go a little bit deeper as you think about a lot of different things because the stories that are in the news i'm looking at this list is it true yes true noble probably not so much not a lot of nobility in the news today. Whatever is right, well, right as opposed to wrong, yes, you you get to that because you are you are you are juxtaposing your thoughts about what's going on in the world and you're and you're looking at so many things and you're going, "Well, that's wrong." And so you conversely consider those things that are right. Whatever is pure, eh, good luck there. That and and that's the challenge. The challenge is to run the things of life, of the world, through the filters that we put in place. But then, most importantly, it is vitally important that you not just run those things through the filter, but that you have a a a bankroll, if you will, a stockpile of thoughts, knowledge, awareness of God to counter all of these other things that we are somewhat forced to encounter. And and really, that's, 
that's what we try to do. We try to present other things on the show, even this very segment right here. This segment is a giant counterbalance to other things that we kind of have to talk about because that's what we do. We talk about the news that's out there. We talk about the things that that you're going to be kicking around the water cooler, things that coworkers and family and friends are going to bring up, and we want you to be aware of these things, or we want you to be bringing these things up, make you aware of stories that you bring up, because honestly, the odds are really strongly stacked in your favor that the things that we talk about are, are largely not going to be discussed by most others. And so that puts you in the position of being able to, to direct the dialogue, to drive the discussion, to, to put thoughts out there that cause people to have to really think. And today's show, I, I'm just, I'm telling you, other than a little money talk in the manly minute and maybe the closing story of the day, everything else is going to push and probe in some form or fashion it's gonna nudge and there may be some toe stepping and it might even be on my own toes i i, I don't know you know there, there's as i went through the stories yesterday and then recapped them again in my head this morning as i went through all of them and looked at what's happened overnight you know some of this i just find myself sort of sitting going okay well what do i think about this i, I don't know so we'll explore it all together. We will ease on into it with a stroll down uh, history and uh, history's lane next as we begin on the morning show with Preston Scott. Um, um, tall? The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Go back in time, June 8th, 1887. A former Census Bureau employee named Herman Hollerith. Is Herman here? Here? I don't know. I just I'm still trying to figure out the last name. Well, well, I mean, think about where names come from. H- Holler what'd you say it was? Hollerith. Hollerith? One of his ancestors was the town crier. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> likely. Likely. Hey! What's his name? Hollerith. <laughs> Hank. Hank Hollerith. <laughs> Hollerith over here. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he was a uh, King James preacher. Hollerith over there. Yes. <laughs> what, what saith unto thee? <laughs> Thou with Hollerith. Um, anyway, he filed a patent in June of 1887 for what was described as a novel sorting device. Now, again, keep the date in mind, 1887. He had devised as a part of an apparatus for compiling statistics. 
His name is not as famous as it used to be, but Hollerith was one of a string of American inventors who ushered in the computer age. His machine used punch cards, cards with rows of holes representing information to quickly tabulate statistics for millions of pieces of data. Before Hollerith's time, it took the Census Bureau eight years to sort through the information it collected in the once-a-decade census. Hollerith's system allowed workers in 1890 to do it in six weeks and refine the data in two years. The apparatus works as unerringly as the mills of the gods, but beats them hollow as to speed, one expert marveled. Hollerith's tabulating machine company later merged with two other companies to form a corporation, IBM. Huh. How about that? Wow. In June 1951, the world's first commercial computer was put into service at the Census Bureau, Univac 1. It was built by Eckert Mockley Computer Corporation. The next year, another Univac machine astounded TV viewers when it accurately predicted that Dwight D. Eisenhower would win the 1952 presidential election. In 1977, Apple Computer began selling the Apple II, the first widely successful personal computer. Steve Wozniak, former guest of the show, and his friend Steve Jobs, who sold Volks, who sold his Volkswagen minibus to help fund the company, started in his parents' garage. By the early 80s, microchips, to be coming uh, later to the program, by the way, uh, in the first generation of personal computers, could perform close to 5 million operations per second. That's amazing. What a great story. And here's what's interesting. I've told this story maybe once or twice over 20 years. My dad had a, had a friend who was an inventor named Bob Burney, and Bob invented the first computer football game. Really? It was, it was about the size of half of my console in here. You had to set it up, and it had cards with holes punched in them, those types of cards. Hmm. And you entered the card, you had a set of cards for defense, you had a set of cards for offense. The offense sat on one side of the table, the defense sat on the other. And then you would switch if you, when, when there was a turnover and downs or whatever. And you inserted the card in, they inserted their card in, you hoped you picked the right defense against their play. And it factored in the results and showed it on the field as the moving as a moving football with lights. That's pretty cool. It was phenomenally cool. Of course, I beat myself every single time I played because I picked a play that I intentionally let my defense play the wrong defense. So I cheated, but it was fun because I won. At 16 minutes past the hour. LA. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Dude, yes! And iHeart's radio station. Tallahassians, or is it Tallahessians? I don't know if it's that one. <laughs> I think we should start that, though. I think it's funny. Um, Tallahassee Democrat Jeff Burley reporting that there are some new texts out there from Commissioner Scott Maddox that would appear to implicate some folks 
some of them names you know, some of them names not previously attached to the FBI corruption probe. And so we will tread carefully there and uh, we'll unpack it as as we go over the next few days. There's nothing moving quickly in this story. I mean, the, the FBI corruption probe's been, what, six years now? It's taking time. Feels like forever. Yeah, and COVID just put giant air brakes on it. Just stopped right there. So we'll see what happens. All right, this is um, this is an interesting story. U.S. soccer plays Mexico in the CONCACAF Nations League final on Sunday night in Denver. You would be hard-pressed to determine that the game was being played in the United States. Yeah, I noticed that. The loudest cheering was for Mexico as fans of Mexico, Mexican nationals, Wherever the Mexican national team goes, there are Mexican nationals there. Now, did they come from Mexico and travel like, you know, fans travel sometimes internationally? Did, are they Possibly. Are they people that live in the United States and are here legally? Are they here illegally? I have long joked that if it were up to me, I would send ICE to every appearance of Mexican national soccer team, and I would park outside the stadium, and I'd just check everybody. I'd do it. Because it, to me, is it's like that, that show on NBC, NBC Dateline with Chris Hansen called To Catch a Predator. I don't know if you've seen that. They create this environment, and, and it's... And it's I don't know why people are were ethically challenged by this. They take advantage of creeps searching out children to be their sex slaves and to commit sex acts against, and they get them to show up at this house, and Chris Hansen and NBC News cameras are waiting for him. And they're expecting to meet an 8-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old girl. And 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 so it's a setup. I have no problem with that. If people are in this country illegally, then use Mexican soccer playing soccer against the U.S. I'm fine with that. But I digress. What's interesting about this story that is not being i mean they're talking about the violence that happened towards the end of the match the end of the match it goes to extra time there's a penalty christian pulisic of the united states kicks the penalty kick in u.s takes the lead three two in the waning moments celebration ensues and then the game had to be paused because of projectiles being thrown, one of them hit one of the U.S. stars. Um, what was it? Uh, was it Gio, Gio Reyna? Yeah. yeah, and and Gio's dad is a soccer like a Hall of Famer. I mean, his dad's like he played on the American national team too. Yeah, he's 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 great player, and I mean, it knocked the guy down. Now, players from both teams were getting hit, but then the chance started. And according to CONCACAF uh, rules, if there's a disruption due to what they consider to be insensitive language chants by the crowd, they suspend play for three minutes. 
Then they try it again. If it starts, they suspend it again. But what's not being reported is the homophobic chants were in Spanish. They were all in Spanish. So what's that about? And why isn't that news? That they just leave it homophobic or inappropriate chance disrupted play. Only a couple of sources could I find that described exactly what was being chanted and in what language. I don't think a bunch of Americans are going to simultaneously chant in Spanish in a match in Denver, but that's just me. I could be wrong. We come back. The big story in the press box. Stay with us. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. I am fair. I am good. I'm a happy example. Glenn is on 9 to noon. I am stronger every day on WFLA. Welcome back to the radio. 36 minutes after the hour on Tuesday. Justin Haskins in the final hour with the Heartland Institute and StoppingSocialism.com, the website. we got a lot of things to talk about with Justin. Uh, really cool that he carves out the time that he does for us. I mean, he is a frequent contributor to a lot of different places. He uh, His columns appear all over the place, and um, he's a regular at Fox, Fox Business, and he makes time for us each and every month, and so uh, we appreciate that. Also got Money Talk, Manly Minute coming up as well. The big story in the press box, one of the research assistants of the program sent me this, written by Michael Snyder. And, you know, I've talked with um, a, a few people over the last few years about one of the big challenges that we face, and it, it, is, a, it is a challenge to a capitalist economy. 
is that if you do not create the proper tax environment inside the capitalist nation, then the free trade that is part of a capitalist economy can bite you in the butt. And by free trade, I mean, there, there is, there's a limit to that because obviously there are tariffs that go back and forth. But you, you get my point is that if you don't create a positive tax environment in your home country, then things become imports that should not be, that should be made here in America or made in the host country. And Michael Snyder captures the problem that we are facing. I mentioned earlier in the IBM story on history, microchips, computer chip technology. Think about what's what do we rely on right now where a computer chip is is just central to it. A better question would be what don't we rely on cuz it's pretty darn close to almost all everyday items. We've streamlined every form of manufacturing everything that we do i mean your car has computer chips in it and there's a shortage of those by the way well that's the point i wanted to get to and snyder documents it back in 1990 the united states produced 37 percent of the computer chips used around the world a fair share mm-hmm. better than a third yep today that number is 12 percent oh Intel's CEO said Monday it could take several years for the global shortage of semiconductors to be resolved. Now, let's reverse that and go back to the number of things that we import and no longer export. Shipping containers are empty and stockpiling on America's coasts. Why? Because we're importing things, emptying out the the containers, and we've got empty containers because we're not shipping them back overseas. We're actually sending ships with empty shipping containers because we're not sending anything out of the country. This gets to the problem that we face with our economy with Joe Biden in charge, and I'll get to that a little bit more next. have to love him just like him on facebook at preston scott show Forty-one, forty-two minutes now past the hour here this morning tax policy matters greatly donald trump was applying tariffs on certain Chinese products, which was creating competition in the region, in the Pacific Rim, and leveling the playing field. We were winning that war because the United States is a consumer-based economy. We consume 80% of what we produce for ourselves. China is not. The communist system does not create the wages needed to consume all of the products China has to have. So as much as China hates us, they have to have a relationship with us. And Donald Trump understood that. And when you combine that 
with the lower tax basis for corporations to keep their money here, then it is imperative that you keep some perspective on how that impacts the economy. Consider this for a second. Did you know that 60% of all apple juice comes from China? No. I did not. Apple juice? Our climate is great for producing apples. But 60% of apple juice sold worldwide comes from China. It is not a gross export of this country. Why? Because big corporations found that outsourcing to China can make them a little bit more money. This is, this is the problem. And we're going to get to this in depth more next hour. I'm going to go back through a, a soundbite of Joe Biden at Cuyahoga Community College where he talks about corporate taxes. He talks about the pay structure of corporations. And I'm going to explain to you why this all links together. Because it, it's so important that you have these discussions with people that are trying to figure out, well, what's so difficult? Well, we can't even get workers now. There are jobs everywhere, but people have learned that they right now earn more money sitting on their rear end, collecting unemployment and the occasional stimulus check than they do working. And so the, the, the number of jobs that are sitting out there, there is a remarkable worker shortage. And it's not just the food and service industry. It's all over. And so when you add all of it up, when you add the tax rate that, that Joe Biden wants to raise taxes again on corporations and, and what that will lead to is inflation because, again, businesses never pay taxes. They're charged taxes, but they don't pay them. They take that cost and they put it into the cost of doing business and they then factor it into the prices that they charge you and me for goods and services. You and I pay that tax. So not only is there an income tax, but there is embedded. Even if you take, for example, in Leon County, the tax rate is 7.5%. 6% from the state of Florida, 1.5% locally. It's maxed out. It's the highest it can be. Those taxes don't even include the 22 to 24 cents per dollar of taxes embedded in everything you buy at a store, including the grocery store. That will have to go up, which then does what? It causes inflation. You combine inflation based on tax rate with inflation based on printing money and devaluing the value of a dollar and you have the, the the makings of a giant catastrophe and that's what we're facing because democrats don't understand an economy 46 minutes after you're there quickly and safely traffic and weather on the tens it's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA.
All right, before we move on, did you see that first, it's it's just coming out that Colonial Pipeline paid a ransom. Yeah. Bitcoins. They paid them in Bitcoin? They paid them 75 Bitcoin Bitcoins in ransom. Now, I would be giggling because I, in my mind, think, well, that's got to have the value of Monopoly money. Oh, no. Bitcoin? Uh, was it was it specifically Who Bit- monetized it? Yeah, that's the, how, how it, does it get value? Yeah, that's the question. Then I want Legos exactly. to have value. I have Legos and I want my Legos to have that that to me I I see Bitcoin, I see Legos. I I'm <laughs> okay here. This is worth lots of money. I don't get it. Turn pass it, go, collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, and 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 like a child, I can be totally distracted by that little little nugget right there. But here's the fun part: the Department of Justice, FBI, et cetera, they recovered sixty three point seven bitcoins of it. They got it back. Whoa! But explain the math to me. I'm reading the story here, and it says that they paid four point four million in cryptocurrency. To free the system, which is 75 bitcoins, they got 63.7 bitcoins back with an estimated value of 2.3 million. That doesn't make sense. Not at all. I don't understand. I, it should have a value of better than than maybe around 3 million or more. I'm still having a hard time understanding how crypto works, and that makes no sense to me. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's great. They got they got money from the dark side. That's awesome. Empire coins. I hope I hope they go further, find them and cripple them. I I I really do. I hope they break all their fingers. Make them make them hack with their noses. With their toes. But what I want to know is how does this happen? I watched the surveillance video May 30th Gardena, south of Los Angeles by 14 miles. 7 o'clock at night, sun's still up. Hispanic lady pumping gas. Dude pulls up in his SUV, 30, 35 years old, 6 feet tall, an overwhelmingly, massively fat and obese black male. Mm, I saw this video. Not wearing a shirt. You know... His breasts were just enormous. It was totally unflattering. It's like, dude, put on a shirt, yeah. man. Come on. Come on. He he just walk, gets out of his SUV, calmly walks over, walks to the lady, and proceeds to beat the living crap out of her. Says nothing. Doesn't come out screaming like she cut him off in traffic or anything. Nothing. She doesn't know him. She has no idea. She, He just randomly picks her out and beats her. And I'm talking about he smacks her in the head, drops her, smashes her head into the cement, into the grill of the car, grabs her by the hair, and bystanders walk up and escort him. He's seen being escorted back to his SUV, and he drives away. Three three dudes are there and do nothing. 
and do nothing. Three alleged men. Sissies. Unbelievable. What What's wrong with people? First of all, you would have... It's California. In a lot of states, you would have justifiable reason to draw a firearm and end that confrontation. But man... All right, we come back. Biden's economy explained. I'll use his words. All right, five minutes after the hour of the morning show with Preston Scott. It is Tuesday, June 8th. Good to be with you. Grant Allen over there in Studio 1A. Ethan Burdett over there in Studio 1A. I'm here sequestered in Studio 1B. It is show 4485, day 140. This has been nagging at me since I played it last week. It is a speech and excerpts of a speech Joe Biden gives to Cuyahoga Community College back on the 27th of May. And he had just gotten through explaining to those in attendance that uh, he believes that it's time to pay for college for students, at least community college. Uh, slipping the, well, let's start with two years idea out there, and it's it's just insanity. But let's stop in, there, otherwise we won't get through any of it. And listen to what he has to say, and, and, I, and this is wonderfully illustrative, unintentionally so, by Joe Biden, of how Democrats think and what they do not understand about how a free capital, a capitalist economy works. This is about choice. We can, give, we can keep giving every break in the world to corporations and CEOs. Or we can raise the corporate tax rate back to 28%. It was, by the way, 36%. It came down to 28%, which is still lower than it was at any point between World War I and 2017. And they're making trillions of dollars. Now, notice how we glossed over the fact that the corporate tax rate in 2017 was lowered by Donald Trump to 21%. And it was the beginning of the surge of the U.S. economy. It was the beginning of the return of manufacturing jobs. It was the beginning of the return of money that had been taken overseas. We were repatriating that money to the United States because we had a favorable tax climate. And businesses were like, well, rather than all of the costs associated with doing business overseas... Yeah, taxes are still a little high at 21%, which I still think is is a confiscatory rate. But the fact of the matter is, if you add it all up, it might be in our best interest. Plus, we're back home. We're doing it in America. We're hiring American workers. And I think deep down, American companies want to do that. I think they want to use Americans. I think they want to help the American economy. But when it's all said and done, they have an obligation, and that is to be profitable. But he glosses over the fact that the tax rate was 21% or is as he continues. In the 10-year period, between 14 and 24, excuse me, between uh, 10 and 20, 2010, 2020. Joe being Joe. They made over a trillion dollars. I think that's good. Yeah, thanks. You know what they did with a trillion dollars? Hmm, What's that? They went out and they bought back 
56 percent of their stock. Because the more they buy back, the more valuable the stock, and that's how CEOs get paid. CEOs used to get paid 35, 36 times to the average employee, and they should get paid. Now it's over 370 times more than the average employee. As my mother would say, who died and left them boss? <laughs> well, I'm serious about it. Now, so you got over 50 percent going to stock buybacks. And the other percent, I think it's 42 percent. Uh, let me see, 56, it's 40. Uh, you can use your fingers. No, it's 38 percent goes to um, dividends, which is reasonable. Yeah, reasonable. But here's the point. After all is said and done, that leaves 8% of that trillion dollars for research and development, salaries, new product, new enterprises, new initiatives. 8%. We'll stop there. What's wrong with everything you've heard up until now? And all of that unedited. A clip of his speech in context unedited. Here's what's wrong. None of it is the government's business. How much is used for R&D? How much is used for compensation? How much is used for stock buyback? How much is used for what? What kind of profit they make? None of it is the government's business. None of it. There is the presupposition that gives you the the view that you need to have to understand the entire viewpoint. The presupposition is all of it is the government's business. They should have a say on how much a CEO makes. They should have a say on how much is spent on research and development and compensation. They should determine what the, the uh, profitability is of a given company. And all of it is false. All of it. We'll pick up right there. Come back with more in the morning show with Preston Scott. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable. So you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on on the right, that's for Patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Justice and the American way, like Superman, only with a microphone. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Like he's riding a bike. 
jumping right back on and peddling for all it's worth. Ethan Burdett over there. Running the radio program this morning along with Grant Allen, and we are here this morning to describe the Biden economy versus reality. Cuyahoga Community College, his remarks continued. I come from the corporate capital of the world. That's true. Literally. Mm -hmm. More corporations are incorporated in the state of Delaware than any place in America. His state. Combined. All the rest of the corporate uh, registrations combined don't equal what's in my state. His state. It used to be corporations felt they had responsibilities beyond their taxpayer, beyond their shareholders, and beyond their executives. But what, what is it now? Average CEO becomes a CEO for six to seven years. What does that have to do with anything? First, notice responsibility to the shareholders. They, they used to, there was a time when corporations had responsibility beyond their shareholders. Well, there was a time when U.S. corporations weren't the enemy of the United States government. There was a time when U.S. corporations were not treated as if they were committing sins for doing business. There was a time when we appreciated manufacturing and big business because it created millions of jobs and created millions and billions in prosperity. I hate to tell you, for you to make tens of thousands, somebody has to make hundreds of thousands. For someone to make hundreds of thousands, somebody else has to make millions. For somebody to make millions, someone needs to make tens of millions. For someone to make tens of millions, someone out there needs to make hundreds of millions. You get where this is going. But once again, Joe Biden doesn't understand the role of government. Once again, Joe Biden is is acting as if it is the government's job to give approval to what a business makes or does not make. Joe is right now characterizing big business as somehow being evil. And he finishes. And by the way, capitalism has incentives. One of the worst votes ever made was during the Carter, the Clinton administration. Say a corporation could not deduct in ta- deduct from their taxes more than a million dollars it paid for any CEO. So guess what they start doing? Eighty-some percent of CEOs now get paid in stock options. Why do you think they buy back the stock to raise the price in the stock? No, what they did, Joe, is they decided that since the government was now trying to tell businesses how much they could pay the leaders of their companies, they'd find another way to compensate them the way that they think they should be compensated. Once again, they set up class warfare. The truth of the matter is it's not up to anybody to determine what is too much for anybody else to make. You know, to some people... Making 30 grand is way too much money. You know who those people are? Those are people that are making 18 grand. 
man, they're doing the same job I'm doing. I'm only making 18 grand a year. What are they? They're making 30. That's way too much. Says you. The person making 30, the person making 45, way too much. We have to move past all of this and understand how an economy works and why tax policy and why monetary policy impacts an economy so dramatically. We've got to learn. 16 minutes past the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. UFLA on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Hey, so here we go. And iHeart's radio station. Twenty-two minutes after the hour. Thanks for spending time with us Tuesday on the morning show with Preston Scott. Next hour. Justin Haskins will join us, and he is with the Heartland Institute and the website StoppingSocialism.com. Got a manly minute still to come. Hopefully, I'll remember to do it, and uh, and much, much more. About a half hour ago, I asked the question, what's wrong with people? And we talked about bystanders watching as a woman was mercilessly beaten by an obese fatty fat at a gas station. It wasn't a spousal domestic thing. This dude just pulled up at a gas station and randomly beat the crap out of this woman. And three dudes, three white cowards stood there. And and it's as if they walked up to the front of the car after the woman's had her head bashed into the grill several times. And these guys are going, well, you know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be doing that to her. That's not very gentlemanly. You now you leave here. You go. And they one guy escorts him and he just calmly hikes up his sorry pants that were falling down from his fat body. And gets in the truck and drives or SUV and drives calmly away. I they where what, what was what were these guys thinking? The three of them could have done something long enough for sheriff's uh, law enforcement police to arrive. Something. I mean, there were people pumping gas for God's sake while this woman's getting beaten. But I'm going to trump that story. Florida, John Henry James III, 36, Indian River County, Florida. He is um, he's driving, uh, leaving the lane, maybe distracted, maybe on drugs, maybe alcohol, don't know. They try to pull him over, he flees. They put, they put stop strips down, uh, those tack strips to blow out tires twice, didn't disable the vehicle. They finally get him. They pull off helicopters overhead following him. So they do the the okie doke. They pull off, let him think he's getting away. He pulls into an apartment complex. Helicopters right overhead. Law enforcement swoops in. He's blocked in. He gets out and grabs a two-month-old baby from the back seat. Sweet Lord. 
and throws the child at law enforcement officers. Thankfully, a deputy caught the child. But here's the story, and this is the part that I want to mention because it's the fault of the mainstream media and all of you liberals that this happened. Sheriff's Department had to call in backup. You know why? Because a crowd formed and started to interfere. The guy's biting, the guy's kicking, the guy's... Then the guy drops the, I've got asthma, I can't breathe card. Does he have asthma? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't. But it draws a crowd. And because people aren't aren't aware of what has happened for the last half hour, 45 minutes. They, they start creating an interference and a danger to law enforcement. All of this is the fault of the mainstream media. All of it. It is the fault of irresponsible reporting, of not separating fact from fiction. This is the fault of Black Lives Matter. This entire incident and how it ended up unfolding is the entire responsibility of Black Lives Matter and the false narrative surrounding Michael Brown, the lies that are perpetuated by the media because they're, they're carrying out an agenda. It's staggering. And so I ask again, what is wrong with people? 27 minutes after the hour. Come back. Big story in the press box next. You, the facts. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. All right, so some of the big outlets that had a website outage are back online. Others are not. And we're talking, I mean, you talk about diversity. The government of the United Kingdom. Yeah, uh, Amazon, Bloomberg, (laughs) CNN, um, Target. CNN is back up. Just saw that. Don't know about the others. HBO Max, Spotify, Etsy, Hulu, The Guardian. I mean, it's crazy, and it's also interesting timing. It's just interesting. They're getting. They're they are getting emboldened. Maybe it might just be an outage where there's a commonality of servers. Don't know, but could be. May not be. All I know is the young man to your right. Almost had heart failure because he was worried about Xbox Live. Hey, priorities, man. Wait, wait, what? What? Is Xbox Live affected? Is Xbox Live affected? Oh, thank goodness. I think it's back up now. I mean, I was seeing age just literally. It was as if Dick Clark aged at one moment oh. <laughs> watching ethan over there for 30 seconds my hair was whiter than yours yes it was <laughs> yes it was oh man uh big story in the press box the reason why the biden economy is going to implode on us all 
we are we are we are outsourcing so much right now and we were beginning to turn that around the 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 negotiations with china it wasn't just about a, a measuring contest between the leader of china and the president of the united states It was about creating a corporate environment in America that allowed competition to be more fair. Not ever fair, but more fair. Money coming back into this country because of, of, of lowered tax burden to corporations. I can't say it enough, and you can't say it enough, businesses and corporations when when you hear democrats and the left target you know big corporations getting tax breaks you get tax breaks you get jobs and oh by the way that tax break and i'm and i know this is going to hurt and i said at the beginning of this show this is going to be one of those shows that that steps on toes what kind of tax rate do you pay? Hmm? What do you pay? Do you pay anything other than what you buy at the store? What do you pay on your income? What is your tax rate? When I hear fossil fuel, evil, big oil, big oil, getting all these tax breaks, do you know what their margins are? The margins in fuel and gas production are laughably slim. In part because of all the regulatory nonsense and hoops they have to jump through. In part because of the onerous tax burden. When taxes are lowered, money comes back into the country. When taxes are lowered, profits increase. Which, by the way, how many of you have a 401k? You sure you want your corporations paying more taxes, which then threatens the value of your 401k because profitability goes down? Or because inflation goes up as well as? And then the job loss that comes with higher taxes because it's a cost of business that businesses can't, they can't absorb it. They have to pass it on and that raises prices. We are a consumer-based economy, and we're making it more and more difficult to produce the things that we want to consume. And so we import them. And guess who wins? Our enemies. 40 minutes past the hour. Your opinions then tell you you're wrong. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Tuesday on the program, show 4485, Justin Haskins, just a few moments away. Okay, a few more than that. We talked yesterday about the guest speaker at Yale University. Harvard, Yale, 
Princeton Cornell. It's where Missy and Muffy go to school. Anyway, um, Dr. Aruna Kilanani, and I, I marveled at her name. Yeah. The, the irony of having the name Kilalani, Kilanani, and that she would say what she said. Well, now Yale School of Medicine, uh, the Office of Academic Professional Development, and the Office of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion has um, come out, and they are now distancing themselves from the professor. She gave a speech titled, The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind. Yep. That's what I thought, too. She opened her speech noting that she's going to say, quoting, a lot of things, and it will probably provoke a lot of responses. And I want you to just maybe observe them in yourself. <laughs> she said people of color can feel intense rage and futility when trying to talk to white people about race. By the way, I'm not white. That is, I'm holding up a white sheet of paper next, next to my skin. Am I white? It uh, looks pretty different to me. Am I white, Ethan? Am I white? Looks pretty different. A- am I white? <laughs> I'm not white. I'm not a white person. I'm no longer going to check that box. I'm not white. Are you going to put prefer not to answer? I'm, I don't know what I'll put. It depends on the options. I may just leave it blank. Good for you. Heard a great, great quote one time. I'm not white. I'm albino, I'm albino Cambodian. That could work. I thought of Armenian dwarf, but then I heard from an Armenian dwarf and I offended them. So Yeah, that may that may do it. Yeah. Uh we spend our time patiently explaining their attacks as they deny. We are calm, we are giving, too giving. And then when we get angry, they use our response as a confirmation that we're crazy or have emotional problems. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body, wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step, like I did the world a bleeping favor, F-bomb. This is her speech. She's okay. I, I think she's okay. Okay. Now, just pause here for just one second. Answer me this. What if a an alleged white psychologist let's let's say what if Dr. Jordan Peterson mm. had stood up and said, "You know, I fantasize about unloading a revolver into the head of any fill in an ethnicity head." That got in my way, burying their body, wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step like I did the world an effing favor. How do you think that would be responded to in the mainstream media? I don't want to know. That person, Dr. Pete, or whoever said that would be destroyed. Beyond. Oh, it'd be bad. Zero career. just pointing out the hypocrisy that surrounds and is part of the liberal left in the mainstream media.
More in a moment on the morning show with Preston Scott. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Morning show with Preston Scott. I say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Well, before we get to the manly minute, just again, what's wrong with people? And the mainstream media. Tell me if you guys have heard the story of Andrew Worrell walking in Buckhead, a neighborhood uh, outside Atlanta, pretty pretty well-to-do sure. part of town, walking 8.30 in the morning on a Sunday morning, taking a walk. His wife and kids are home. He's just out for his morning walk. Dude rolls up on him, rolls down the window, and just shoots him. Hits him in the leg as he starts to run. Shoots him again. Think he shot him a third time. He's gonna be. He's gonna survive. The shooter arrested is black. Was this race related? Don't know. But does it matter anymore? I mean, the narrative today, if that had been reversed, would have been front page news across the country. Guy drove into a predominantly black neighborhood, just rolled up, rolled down the window, shot a guy he didn't know. Yep. Has to be a hate crime. Where have you read the story? Where have you heard about it? Where has it been publicized? Are there marches? See, this is the kind of stuff that the mainstream media bears responsibility for. And I don't know if it's race-related or not. It would be hard to say it isn't based on what we know at this point. There wasn't an attempt to rob. It wasn't a crime for money. It would appear to be a race-related, quote, hate crime, even though you know my feelings on hate crimes. I'm just saying the mainstream media continues to not do its job. It is fomenting an environment here that's going to get ugly at some point. 
re- you've not seen anything yet. And so I'm 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 just I'm pointing it out. I'm not expecting anything to change. For Manly Minute, remember, male by birth, man by choice. We choose to raise our sons to be young men because there is a woeful shortage of men. There is a woeful shortage of gentlemen. There is a real lacking, I mean, evidence by the story last hour, three dudes standing around as a woman's getting beat up. That just, that, no. You might lose the fight, but you're going to get in there. You're going to get in there. If you're a man, you're going to get in there. But these are skills that you need to teach your son to make sure that you are equipping your young child with when he's young so that as he grows older, he has this skill set, whatever it might be, this virtue, this idea to be a man. Remember, male by birth, man by choice. Here it is. Teach your son how to negotiate nor haggle. How, how to do a little bit of negotiating, a little, 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 little back and forth. It is distasteful to some. My wife hates negotiating, hates it. Can't stand watching American Pickers. Can't stand watching any of those shows where there's any kind of negotiating whatsoever. Haggling, doesn't like it. It is part of doing business. I recommend bring your son to the flea market. Seriously, bring them to the flea market. Bring them to one of those outdoor markets and 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 give them a couple bucks and say, negotiate yourself for that little pickup truck, that toy truck over there or that whatever. Negotiate. Offer him a buck. See if he'll take it. Teach him the art because there will come a time in his professional life where it will pay off big. Then you can look at him proudly and say, Now you're mortal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Manly Minute exclusive presentation on the morning show with Preston Scott back with the news. Justin Haskins from Heartland Institute joins me next on the morning show with Preston Scott. Tuesday on the morning show with Preston Scott. I feel like I need my pills. Oh, I just take nutrients. I just thought that was theatrical. Anyway, thanks very much for joining us. That is uh, Grant Allen over there, Studio 1A, Ethan Burdett running the broadcast today. And uh, I am here in Studio 1B, and I'm joined by our good friend Justin Haskins with the Heartland Institute, where he serves as editorial director and research fellow. He's a, he's a research fellow. Where does that term come from? A research fellow. I- I have no, I have no idea, but it makes me sound really smart, so I'm sticking with it. Well, but I mean, don't you have at least some obligation to understand the derivation of what you're being called? No, <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I don't. Once, once you're in, a, once you're in a, a think tank for as long as I am, you don't have to answer those questions anymore. It just is what it is. 
Justin, I, I've been sitting pondering exactly where to begin. And part of my problem is the reality, and we might have talked about this last month, Democrats seem to have learned a lesson from the first two years of Barack Obama's term. They really, even though Obamacare was momentous in its calamity on this country, they really didn't get much done. And they're doing everything possible to reshape our country in two years. And so I don't even right. know where to start. So if I were to ask you, if we were, we were sitting around with our buds and our friends and and colleagues, and we were to discuss what's the most important, single most important thing going on right now, I would say Joe Manchin standing up and saying no to Senate Bill 1. What would you say? I would, I would totally agree with that. I would totally agree with that. I, I would argue that Joe Manchin may have just saved the country. He may have just saved the country. Because the reality is, that if H.R. 1 had passed, H.R. 1 totally would gut any kind of common sense um, election law all over the country in every single state. You wouldn't have voter ID laws. You wouldn't even have uh, 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 signature requirements or notarization requirements for absentee ballots. You'd be required to have absentee ballots all across the country. You would have these laws imposed on states that don't want them. And you would have, of course, the potential for widespread voter fraud. Now, whether voter fraud actually occurs or not is, is almost irrelevant because everyone would think it's occurring. That's the point. And once you get to a point in time where everyone in society believes that they can't trust the election, unless, of course, their side wins, then you, don't, you, can't, have, you can't have a democratic republic. It falls apart. If you can't trust the election and you can't trust the elections under H.R. 1, then the entire system falls apart. And so it's, it's, on the one hand, I am incredibly overwhelmed with joy that Joe Manchin stood up. Finally, someone with some common sense in the Democratic Party stands up, rejects H.R. 1, and may have saved America. That's fantastic. But it is horrifying that it's down to one guy, essentially. And that's how close we were to having our entire, all, basically the entire country move to a system where people really can't trust election results. That is completely terrifying. I felt in the wake of 2020 that we had slipped to third world country status with regard to our elections. Is that unfair? I, I think, I, you know, I don't even know that it's necessarily a third world country thing. I think it's a it's a authoritarian type thing. It's a it's a it's a power thing. It's if look at the end of the day, America has been moving for for a while now toward this system where a very small number of people in power in Washington D.C. and in Wall Street and elsewhere are pulling the levers of power. And everybody knows it on the right and the left. Everyone knows that this is happening. And that problem is getting worse and worse and worse. And what Trump did was, Trump, whether you love him or you hate him, Trump came in and, and it was a hand grenade in the room. It blew everything up. It completely changed the plan, right? That's what it was. And now what they've realized is, 
boy, we can never allow that to happen again. He derailed everything we were trying to achieve. We're not going to allow that to happen. We're going to make sure the system does not allow for that to ever happen again. And that is exactly what happened, I think, in the 2020 election. I think that's what's happening now. And they're trying to push forward. That's why they want HR1 so badly, because it will make it almost impossible to have Trump again. Hang on a second, Justin. Ten minutes after the hour, weather and traffic, back with Justin Haskins of the Heartland Institute and the website StoppingSocialism.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live, local, and laughter. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. <laughs> The website is brilliant, by the way, StoppingSocialism.com, and they now have a Stopping Socialism store. Oh, Justin, go, buddy, go. I know. Isn't Stopping Socialism great? Isn't that a great name? It's a great name. I love it. It's a great website. It has been since its inception. The uh, the articles on there really, I, I call it family reading. I'm I'm a big proponent on getting the family around and talking about this stuff because if we don't, it sure as heck is not likely to happen in the schools because the influence of outside groups on curriculum and so forth and what's happening inside the schools is so frustrating to watch and and to see the the problems that come as a result. So I feel like your website just does a really good job of being a, a discussion starter. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what it was designed to be, really. It was, it was designed to be a place where you could go and, and gather the family around and talk about issues related to socialism and give people factual information uh, related to socialism that you're just not, you're not going to get it in most other places. And we wanted to have a site that was dedicated entirely to that one issue and the issues that are related to it, because where do you go? I mean, you can go to conservative websites you can listen to talk right you can do all these great things but you know you're not always going to get uh, talks related specifically just to socialism if you want to address that if you want to talk to your kids about that stopping socialism is a great place to go well now you it's interesting because you mentioned where people get information and some polling was done and i referenced it on the show I want to say 10 days, three weeks ago, sometime in that time frame, as it relates to who are the more informed people in our country when it comes to facts, when it comes to actual data on a myriad of topics. Talk about that. Right, yeah. So so the Portland Institute and Rasmussen uh, got together and created a poll, uh, national survey, 2,000 likely voters all over the country, so a very good-sized poll. And the point of the poll was to determine if there's a connection between where people are getting their news and what their perception of reality is, their understanding of the facts related to stories, not opinions, but facts. We all know that if you watch CNN, you probably have liberal opinions. 
But the question is, what do you know about the facts related to the news? So we ask people questions about their where they get the news, the, not just television news, but do they listen to talk radio? Do they read the news? Do they read it online? Do they read it in print? We asked a bunch of questions like that. And then we asked a bunch of questions about what's happening in the news. Things like, what's the national debt? You know, we gave them multiple choice answers to that. How many unarmed African-Americans are fatally killed by police every year? How many white people are fatally killed by police every year? Uh, we asked questions about climate change and a whole bunch of other things. And then we were able to take those two pieces of information and determine that there's a very, very, very clear connection between where you get your news and how likely you are to get the questions that we asked correct. And what we found was, if you watch or listen to conservative-leaning media, you are substantially more likely to get the facts right on the questions that I referenced and others than you are if you're watching ABC, CBS, MEC, CNN, MSNBC, or reading liberal news. That's, that's what the facts, that's what the survey shows overwhelmingly and the group that did the best among all groups that we tested all the different demographics the group that repeatedly did the best was talk radio listeners people who listen to talk radio that's the primary source of news they were the ones most likely to get the questions right compared to every other demographic followed closely behind was people who watch fox news or some sort of alternative to fox news like the blaze or newsmax or whatever um, and and believe it or not, or you probably will believe it, people who don't watch the news are also more likely to understand the facts than people who watch those <laughs> networks I mentioned earlier. Just it's really incredible. Oh, it's not just incredible. It's totally predictable as well. Justin Haskins with me for one more segment. I bet he says that to all the talk show hosts. We'll continue on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. This is crazy! And iHeart's radio station. Justin Haskins with me. The website stoppingsocialism.com. Not only can you get gear now, you will get, more importantly, information to have discussion starters. And... This is about arming yourself so that when the flaming illiberal in the workplace starts to do whatever they do at the water cooler, you have something to say. You're not just standing there just with nothing. You got to have something. You got to have some content. And so that's what this is about. Justin Haskins, also with the Heartland Institute, where he's editorial director and research fellow. Justin, we were just talking off air, and I've, I've asked you... Do you think that conservatives have the staying power? Will they be willing to get into the fight and play the long game by getting back into public education? Because right now, our public education system is, to me, lost. Can we get it yeah. back in any form or fashion? I think that in certain communities, there's there's no doubt about it, there is the political willpower to... If, if people are willing to come out and actually force their politicians to do it, they get it done. In a lot of parts of the country, though, it's not even possible. Was, it's just not even possible. It's too corrupted and too broken. Was critical and so race theory a, a mistake? Universal. 
Justin, was critical race theory a mistake by the left pushing just too far too fast? Well, I, I think th- I think it probably was in the way that Common Core was a mistake. You know, I think it's it's kind of it's a little comparable. The, critical race theory is even more radical than Common Core, obviously, sure. but it's all sort of the same thing. And I do think that they pushed a little too far, and it is disturbing people. And we are seeing a pushback. But at the end of the day, the inst- what people have to understand is that the power structures in most public school districts are controlled by teacher unions. And the way that they hold elections for school boards, the way they do these different things, it is very tough to break into that. It's very tough. And what we need is we need state governments, especially in red states, to step in and say, okay, we're going to either, we're going to reform this whole system, or, and really ideally, we're going to give people the power to take their kids out of the local public school if you don't feel comfortable with it and to put them in any school that you want we're going to give you money we're going to with an esa program or something like that that's really what we need we need to be able to take our kids out of the failing school if we can't fix the failing school down the street we need that ability and a lot of people right now they don't have the money to do that or they don't have the options around them so universal school choice is absolutely essential and i can't figure out why we don't have that already in red states other than the fact that a lot of Republicans aren't real conservative and are, are establishment corrupt people, unfortunately. And that's why we're not seeing those kinds of policies, which are essential to saving the country. It seems that everywhere I look, a private school or a charter school or a Christian school has got a waiting list. Yep. Yeah, without, without a doubt. And, and, and the places in the country where you see the public schools the worst is where you see the waiting list highest. Yeah. And, and where you see the, the, the gap, the achievement gap between these alternative schools and, uh, and the traditional government-run schools so large. And, and the people who benefit the most from it are oftentimes people from single-parent households, minorities, the people that supposedly Democrats care the most about. They're the ones who benefit from it the most, and yet they're completely opposed to it. And so this is this is not really about Democrat versus Republican even. This is this is about establishment. This is about power. This is about the oligarchy that's growing in America and consolidating power and keeping it entrenched in existing institutions. That's what this is all about. And Republicans need to wake up. Conservatives need to wake up and need to realize this is a key, the key long term issue. If we don't fix this long term Everything else doesn't matter. Who cares if you win the next election? If you don't fix this problem in 20, 30, 40 years, it's not going to matter. Everyone's going to be voting for AOC as president anyway. It's not going to make any difference. So we have to we have to change this and we have to do it now or else we're completely screwed. That's the reality. I would only add that maybe 30, 40 years from now, we wouldn't be voting at all. It'll just be they'll be named it'll (laughs) we won't have any we won't have any say whatsoever justin as always thanks for the time my friend be well it's been a pleasure take care thank you justin haskins heartland institute we were commiserating in the break I, i hope you value that time as much as it's worth because that time is immeasurably valuable it just is Check out the website, StoppingSocialism.com. It is 27 past the hour. Time for news, money talk, and more still to come.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Morning show with Preston Scott. You can't handle the truth. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Money talk coming up in just a few minutes. Tomorrow on the program, we will talk Bron Bron and the NBA. The hypocrisy goes far beyond Nike and China. Yeah, we, we got Rich Holt joining me from Project Twenty One. You're gonna love that. And uh, Emily Cow, I uh, K O Cow. I I don't have her exact pronunciation of her last name. K A O. Um, with the Heritage Foundation. Uh, lauding Governor Ron DeSantis. It's funny to me that people, uh, there are folks that actually are defending the idea of trans athletes. This isn't about gender identity. This is about biology. You can identify all you want. with. I mean, you you can be a poodle. So far as I care, I don't care. But when it comes to you want to take part in something that is defined like an athletic competition, unless it's, say, billiards, bowling, where anyone can roll it or anyone can play it, whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to have a competition where there are definitions of categories like male and female... Well, then biology is what matters, not identity. So we'll talk with uh, Emily tomorrow about all that. Also tomorrow, I'm going to talk about Odyssey. You know what? I'm going to talk about Odyssey now. What about Odyssey? Odyssey Alexander, James Madison University. Is that a student? She's the pitcher. Ah, okay. In the Women's College World Series. They made it to the final of the championship bracket as the winner. You had to beat them twice. Oklahoma would have to, Oklahoma, the number one team in the nation, would have to beat James Madison twice because they were the they were the undefeated team in the winner's bracket. Now they did. 
Odyssey Alexander is the pitcher for James Madison, who happens to be black. And she pitched every pitch up until about the fourth or fifth inning of last night's game. She threw every pitch. Not only did she throw every pitch, she made a sports center play at home plate, diving for an out that saved the game. Making an out. She also fouled a ball off her front foot, ripping off toenails, and kept playing. Literally lost Uh. toenails as a result of it. Oh. Ow. Kept playing. Was heartbroken. She got she got hammered. It, it eventually happened. She was shutting down Oklahoma, and they eventually got to her. And she's on the in the circle, sobbing uncontrollably because it's over. She's being taken out of the game. And I watched ten thousand people stand and give her applause, and ninety five percent of them were Oklahoma fans, and out of them, probably seventy five or eighty percent of them were white. Don't talk to me about racist America, please. Spare me that. Because I will shove that video in your face so fast and have you explain to me how in redneck Oklahoma, they stood in applause and appreciation for a young lady who happened to be black. You know why? Because they saw a great competitor who loved playing her sport. And you know what? I got emotional watching it all happen. I got emotional because her her heart was broken. And I know that feeling as an athlete. I know it well. And I got emotional watching people stand up and say, you're incredible. You're incredible. And they didn't care whether they were white, black, Asian, Hispanic, and she was white, black, Asian, They were clapping and applauding. And it just... It, it once again showed, the world of sports showed, racism doesn't exist. It just doesn't. It's in pockets, but it really doesn't. 40 minutes after. The first to know, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Time for Money Talk with Howard Eisman. Securities and advisory services offered through NBC Securities, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. NBC Securities, Inc. is a wholly owned subsidiary of RBC Bank USA. The opinions expressed are not those of NBC Securities, Inc. or iHeartMedia on appropriate matters. Seek professional tax and or legal advice. Because it's all about the money. Indeed it is. And we are joined by Howard Eisman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. Well, how about yourself, Preston? I'm doing great. Uh, I want to start with this little tidbit you hit me with in the email, and that is the Manufacturing and U.S. Factory Index, the ISM PMI. What is that? Yes, that tracks uh, manufacturing. The number in particular that we're focusing in on, uh, Preston, is the uh, growth of new contracts that have been accepted since the previous survey, uh, and that hit 64.7. When the number is 50.0 or above, it means the manufacturing sector is growing. Below that, it's shrinking. 64.7, Preston, that's the highest number we've had going all the way back to 1983. 
long time ago. So uh, it that that that's a very good sign because uh, the consumer uh, sector uh, is also uh, doing very very well. How much of that is a leftover, and how much of that is going to change because regulatory environment is changing? Well, uh, that's a great question, and that remains to be seen. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, so so. I don't know that I can give you an answer in regards to something that may or may not occur in the future other than to say if if regulate if regulators are too heavy-handed uh, then uh then those numbers certainly at some point in the future could reverse. I just can't help but think it's got to happen that way because the new administration has taken a very different tack on manufacturing and uh and the things that supply manufacturing than the previous administration, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Tell me about the margin debt, because that's just horrifying to me. Yeah, and this really relates to what's going on in the stock market and investing and with speculation, but it hit, It also hit a record, uh, $847 billion of borrowed money uh, is available and in going into investments in the stock market mostly at the hands of uh, folks looking for short-term gains, uh, speculators, if you will, day traders, if you will, in some cases. It's the sixth consecutive month of increased margin debt. And again, we're talking about margin debt issued by the New York, uh, or going into the New York Stock Exchange. To put it in reference, March a year ago, or 15 months ago, I should say, the number was $479 billion. So folks are feeling pretty good about themselves when they can go out and borrow money and use it strictly for the purpose of investing or speculating. The balance sheet as it is right now, this is what we've got time for now. Let's talk about that real quickly. Yeah, so the uh, a lot of uh, the liquidity and the increase in the money supply has to do with the fact that the Fed's balance sheet, which is a liability, uh, is over $7.33 trillion. That was as of the end of May. Uh, and that's also up dramatically from, of course, where it was pre-pandemic uh, and when it was about $3.8 trillion. So you're talking about an 80, close to a 90% increase. So, of course, we pay interest on that debt. Uh, and most of that went uh, Preston, as you're aware and your listeners are aware, to support the U.S. Treasury and mortgage-backed market. And the question is, when do they start tapering? When do they start pulling back from that? And that remains to be seen, but there are a lot of folks that think that may occur a little bit later this year or very early next year. And the impact of that could be felt uh, uh, in people's pocketbooks, particularly those of investors again remains to be seen howard thanks as always for the time and the intel we'll talk again in a couple weeks enjoy preston have a good rest of the week sir thank you very much howard eisman with me this morning on the morning show with preston scott Two minutes after the hour, we have come to the the 
final stretch of the program here in the final few hurdles. Boy, don't you hate that? When you see, it, you know it's coming. They're gassing. They are like gassing, and they're in the final couple hurdles, and you know the face plant is on the way. <laughs> You're seeing some of the previous um, hurdles start to shake and rattle a little bit. Someone's toe caught the last one. It was bad. Did you ever run hurdles? No. I tried once. It's all I have to That's, say. You tr- there it is. It's all you have to say. Uh, take the tightest hamstrings that God has ever put in an athlete. Never pulled one until I was a 40-plus-year-old doing a price check at a Home Depot. Never blew a hammy until I was an old man at a Home Depot. Jogging back, doing a price check, I blew a hamstring. That's brutal. Oh, you have no idea. I, I Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't Hot have a clue. knife in the back of your, just below your buttocks. Did you hit the ground just, or catch yourself? Oh, I screamed. <laughs> I screamed, and then I laughed. <laughs> and so I went hobbling back up with the price of the acoustical tile that I was getting a price check for for my wife. And, uh, and I was bringing this back to her classroom, and we needed to repair something, and I didn't want to wait on the maintenance guys at the school, so I just said, I'm going to go buy one. And so, lo and behold, I blew a hammy. It was awful. But it was, anyway, the point is, don't want to mess up these final moments at the final hurdle and, and blow a hammy at the same time, you know? But it could happen because I, I was not, I, when I was younger, I could run. I could really run. Uh, not a distance guy at all, but I could I could run, and then I grew. And it's like yeah, then that was over. Um, but hurdles? No, no, that was just like that was just too funny. Skadoosh! I just creamed that thing. I didn't even. I, it's like my my knee was just no. It was my foot getting my foot over that. Are you kidding me? No, my foot laughed. Um. This this caught my attention. 86% of workers do not want to return to the office full-time. 86%. Living in a different world. Why? Because they want to work remotely. If they're parents and they've got kids at home. 86%. I can understand some people not wanting to, but that's a huge number. 14% want to get back to the office 25% want to permanently work from home. Wow. That sounds so lonely. Look, I, like I get it. Place. Look, I, I work half my day at home. I get in my office yeah. at home and I do my thing and I and that's and that's cool. But I was offered the chance of doing my show from home. Were you really? Absolutely. I could have been doing this show this whole time from home. Wow. But no, nah, not gonna happen. Brought to you by Barino Heating and Air. It's the Morning Show 180 on WFLA. Look at the program in 180 seconds or less. In this case, a big fat less. Outsourcing is the tip of the iceberg. We are facing an economical disaster because the current administration's policies are are causing us to have empty shipping containers, nothing leaving, everything coming. And, oh, by the way, there is a microchip shortage. And think about what microchips run. Hashtag everything. And as a result, we have problems coming our way because 
we don't make as many microchips as we once did, which was better than a third of the world's supply. Now it's just over 10%. Tomorrow we'll do it all over again. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.